It's not Tuesday, but it always feels like a Tuesday when we are gathered in First Amendment Sports Studios, the Champagne Room of Basement Podcast Studios in Kensington, Maryland. This is the Audible. This is off-season on the brink. She's Ashanti. He's Kevin Ricca. I appreciate your Wednesday Ashante pick. As does Tim Strecken. Uh, you know, I, I'm one proud, tired American today after celebrating one one heck of a, an American's birth, American birthday. There you go. I was yeah. certainly proud to be a part of that yes. over the Strecken okay. household, and I feel similar. <laughs> 241 <laughs> years was seen inappropriately at the Strecken residence. Um, I also want to say a special hi and hello to host of the Hotbox and son of uh, Redskin great Harold McClinton. He is Kevin McClinton. What's going on, fellas? Welcome, Kev. Nice Thank to have you, man. You over I'm here, happy buddy. to be here, man. I'm happy <laughs> to be talking a little Redskins with you guys tonight. That's going to be fun. Uh, we're going to kick the show off by getting back to something we always used to do, and I think we all kind of felt like, you know what? Maybe we maybe we've been slipping a little bit in our game, and we've got to get back to fundamentals. And one thing we always used to do um, was do a plead the first segment, which is when we we just had something to say uh, about uh, a topic of the day. And um, so, without further ado, I'd like to turn the mic over to Tim Strachan so that he may lead us off. Why you always have to lead me? Lead the first. Have to be the leadoff. That's You're a classic leadoff. You're a classic leadoff batter. Clapping. You're a get on base guy. Get on base. All right. If I had to plead the first right now, some people might think it's a topic that's a little premature, but I think it's a topic that we have to start really thinking hard about, which is life without Kirk. I truly feel he's not going to be a part of this franchise. I, I, I just That's how I think it's going to shake out. I think a lot of it is the fact that he doesn't want to be here. So <clears throat> if he's not, what are the Redskins going to do? It's one of the questions that Kevin always poses to me whenever uh, it comes up. And I'm going to talk first and foremost about Nate Sudfeld. And, and Nate Sudfeld's a guy that I covered in college. I watched him play in person when I was a color analyst for the University of Maryland football. And – I think the kid has some special talents. He's obviously being a developmental guy. He's, he's, they're taking him through and, and teaching him the things that he has to learn. But can we have a future with Nate Sudfeld? I think we absolutely can. I think this is the preseason where he really shows the improvement. If he doesn't show it, there are some talented guys coming out of the draft next year. They're going to have a ton of money if Kirk is not here to use. So they've got to figure out a way to either make this developmental thing work or there's going to be somebody down the line that's going to be able to fit in. Is it Kirk? No, it's not Kirk. But they're going to find somebody. It's the NFL. You are saying Kirk's gone. In that scenario, I'm thinking we have to at least start thinking and talking seriously about what is life going to be like after Kirk. Right. I'm, I'm noting it down. Uh, strong strong start. See, look, that's like a double out of the uh, number one spot uh, today. On that's what leadoffs do. And, and with a classic number two batter's body, how about we go to Kevin Ricca? A classic number two's batter's body. I didn't say what kind of number two. I've heard that before, it's, right up before the batter's body. Just it's, He's a perfect it's number two absolutely sometimes. the worst intro in the history of my 41-year-old existence. I don't know. I think people are going to like, like it. <laughs> I think they are now. Uh, well, hello. My name, two is, work for? my name is Kevin Ricca, uh, and I'm... <laughs> Uh, here to say that uh, we can be as or more successful with Trell Pryor and Josh Doxson, a wide receiver, in the post-Pierre Deshaun era. Uh, I think it sounds crazy to some people. 
Uh, I, I believe it to be true. Seems ridiculous, even for a Skins optimist like myself. Uh, but Pierre and Deshaun, <laughs> they've combined for well over 1,000 receptions. These guys got over 16,000 yards and 83 touchdowns. Uh, TP and Doc, not so much. <laughs> I, I don't even feel the need to say theirs. I think everyone listening knows. But I, I feel the versatility will allow comparable, if, if not better, production. I mean, who doesn't believe in 6'4", 225, running a 4.38 with the, the brain of an NFL quarterback and the, the work ethic of a spray tanner at Mar-a-Lago? This guy's a maniac. His addiction to the game has led former teammates to ban him from late-night phone calls. You know, they have families. And he's calling at 1 one, P, 1 a.m. asking if they think they're going to run this play. I mean, his ex-teammate Andrew Hawkins said uh, his apology was, I'm sorry, man, I have no life. This is my life. Something is wrong with me. Well, maybe that's how you go out and transition from QB to wide receiver in one year and get 1,000. Uh, two men in NFL history have had 1,000 yards passing and 1,000 yards receiving in the entirety of the league. We got one of them. I have no idea what the other one is. Uh, didn't wear burgundy and gold. This sick ability to work hard combined with uh, seeing the offense from a quarterback's perspective, I think, expedites the Kirk Cousins chemistry. Uh, I really look forward to it. Last year, he had 1,000 yards receiving from Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey quarterbacks. Uh, but Doxon's the key to the decision to let those guys leave town. Uh, the frustration of his rookie year is undeniable, but it did allow him to add some uh, weight to that 6'2", 210-pound uh, frame, some muscle mass that he desperately needed. Uh, the guy averaged over 100 yards and a touchdown every time he stepped on the field at TCU. I know that doesn't matter anymore, but the consistency of the performance and the ability to take on the main man role, that's what gets me pumped up about everything that's about to happen to him. We heard Sudfeld talk about his highlight real legendary situation. We got McLovin talking about him on the practice field. Kirk, uh, Nate Sudfeld talked about his legendary highlight reel on the practice field. That's what's exciting to me. Those guys, he's proven it to. Uh, McLevin called him the best athlete in the draft, and Ken Marangolo calls him Daddy, Boo, Bay, and John Snow. And uh, I think winter's coming. I fully expect Doc to come back to life and protect the wall the way we fashioned a first-rounder would. Uh, protect the wall. These guys are not one-trick ponies, Ken. I'm trying to get out on this, but uh, the, the synergy between them, the situation between our old guys, the versatility, and the biggest point I want to make is that $20 million last year, we caused, that's what we, the cap it was for Deshaun and Pierre. For, for a little over $21 million, we've got our two guys, Pryor and Doxon, outside. And we were also able to bring in DJ Swearinger, Zach Brown, Terrell McLean, Stacey McGee, and Junior Gallette. Doesn't take a math major to quantify the importance of the replacement production at Wideout. At a, position, at a position where it is man-to-man, John Snow himself has said, let's end this the old way. You against me. Yeah. Well, I mean, tell us how you feel about it, Kevin Ricca. Uh <coughs> I, I, I so you I think we're going to be better? Was, was so you think? Over. Oh no! The you clock think, is fast, man. So T says Kirk's gone. Kevin says we're likely better off with Pierre, uh, with uh, post Pierre Deshaun with Doxon and Oh, Breyer. but Kirk's throwing to him this with year. With Kirk, correct? Oh, exactly. Um, so I guess that just leaves me to uh, go cleanup style, uh, and I'm going to counter. I'm going to counter T. You have nowhere near the body of a cleanup hitter here, by the way. Well, it's more of a three spot, but it's it's a three spot. It's an RBI three spot. Um, Softball pitcher, without a doubt. I'm seeing strikes. Uh, I'm seeing a strike right now because no one wants to pitch to you guys. Quick knuckler, quick pitch. You one of those? Mm-hmm. Scrappy. Um, listen, in 2012, an epic story began. We drafted a quarterback. It not. It, it, it's not. Robert Griffin III, and that's not the direction, uh, ultimately, that, that we went in with this guy. Um, you, 
the Redskins look for this story to, to they want the magic. They want um, they want they want the flash and sizzle. And I think the story that began in 2012 when the Washington Redskins drafted Kirk Cousins is is in that category and is deserving of of the story culminating at least this year with him being the highest paid player in the National Football League. Not a single team in the entire league knows what we know about Kirk Cousins because we're the only team he's ever worked for. And every time he's gotten on the field as a professional, especially in the last few years, he's improved in key areas. He has obviously had the kind of problems that are indicative of young quarterbacks. But in terms of franchise quarterbacks and in terms of there's no more important position in all of sports than a franchise quarterback, there's no better definition of what a franchise quarterback is than Kirk Cousins. And the market dictates how much he is going to be paid, and the Washington Redskins should be and I think will be ultimately happy to pay that payment. I think that he's uh, the guy who makes the cool, you know, stirs the Kool-Aid for quite some time in this organization, but, and people are going to talk about the money. Uh, and it's a lot of money. And at the end of the day, the Redskins have n- done nothing but chase the market on their own guy. And they've been doing that for two years, and they've probably been doing that for the last few months. That chase ends at the deadline. There, you know, if he's worth $24 million this year, the chase continues next year, and now he's worth $34 million. And that's just what it is. They missed the chance to, to get true savings two years ago by putting him on a prove-it deal. Fine. But then you know, following that up by not negotiating in good faith uh, with a guy who was worth the money, in my opinion, uh, our opinion, large part, uh, for the last couple of years. And yet, the Washington Redskins haven't truly been punished by this strategy. They have um, really paid market for the position uh, in an era where the salary cap can always afford uh, such, a, such a player. Um, the punishment... May, may come, may not come, if it, because the injury risk is, is, is the only thing there, and Kirk wears it. Um, people want to talk about emotion. Does Kirk want to be here? Of course he wants to be here. There's no better place in the National Football League as far as nests that have been built for guys uh, currently than, than the, the nest that Jake Rudin has built uh, in this offense for Kirk Cousins and that he's built for himself by being a, an amazing worker for a team since 2012 you want the big story you want the headline story you want the cover story guy gets drafted that that nobody wants and becomes a franchise quarterback and the highest paid player in the national football league kirk cousins Hmm. well interesting we said outside 19 of the top 21 played players in the league are quarterbacks the top 14 paid players in the nfl last year were quarterbacks there's some guys on that list that we wouldn't be talking about the way we were talking about Kirk. He was at 13. As much as it makes sense, <clears throat> he'd have, obviously, the better chance of faster success by staying here, staying in a system, staying with guys that he can work with and has grown with. But you, you, you can't forget that there is some faction, I don't know how many, I don't know how big or how small it is, that does not believe in him or else this would have been done. And you want to play where you are supported, where you are wanted by everybody. And there are two organizations out there right now who give him that comfort. It's his locker room, though. It's, his, it's not his locker room. And it's San Francisco. it's also a business. Million. It's also a business. We've given him $45 million. Those like, guys want him. That, those are his guys. But he's going to get the money somewhere. Of course. If it's not here, he's going to get it. 
in one of those two other places. He's going to get it somewhere You know what? We've done this so many times. I'm excited to have another point of view on this because we've gone at it (laughs) and we've all kind of held strong. And and I appreciate everyone's point of view. Where do you stand on all this, my man? I think it comes down to Kirk. What what does he really want for his career? Like, yeah, he's going to get paid. He's going to get paid here. He's going to get paid in... in, in, uh, San Fran. Uh, San Fran is going to get paid in L.A. The thing I'm, I want to know is where can he win a championship? Where does he think he can win? He can win here. We're young. I think he can win here. Talented. I think, what is he, 28, 29 years old? What is he, yeah. 28? 29. Okay, so he can win here. He's got the talent. The Redskins have done a tremendous job of putting talent around him. They lost to Sean. They lost Pierre, but they also they picked up. Some great prospects. I mean, Pryor, I think, is going to be a tremendous receiver. I mean, I think it's just he's scratching the surface of how good he can be. He's a freak. You know, you can't teach 6'4", 220. You can't teach a sub 4'4", 40. And you can't teach how he jumps. You know, Dotson, he was really, really good coming out of college. Those are two big receivers that he's going to have at his disposal. You got Jordan Reed. You got Jameson Crowder. Where are you going to get that kind of talent around you? And Nowhere. Be able to, you're not. Nowhere. You're not. And locked down, you know, for the most part. Right. You know, Pryor's on a one-year deal, but Reed's locked up. Crowder's still on a rookie deal. Um, uh, we just uh, the best left tackle in the league is protecting you. Absolutely, That's right. and they just Morgan came out Moses. and said Morgan Moses is the some, best right tackle. Yeah, here we go. And, uh, and Scherf really still on a rookie deal. How much more insurance do you need? Yeah. You got two. Uh, you got two uh, running backs on a rookie contract where they're likely to be your two running backs going forward until you draft another rookie guy to, to, to be in that mix. And let me let me ask you guys this, and this is what I think a lot of people don't really see. Redskins had an awful defense last year, and they ended up 8-7-1. And, and, I mean, I think if they had a halfway defend, de- decent defense, they're, they're an 11-win team. Yeah. I believe that. You yeah. know what I mean? I believe that. That Detroit game sticks out to me like a sore oh, yeah. thumb. You well, know what I mean? We, it sticks Stafford out to 50. Me. We said Kirk is an 8-win guy. Um, you get Kirk gets you 8. Um, anything more than that, you know, you're not, not sure. But if you have a defense that can give you a 2 or 3 uh, – all of a sudden, now you're talking about an 11 and five team, and you're in the playoffs. They didn't I, give us anything last year, I, I except think for so. Giants. I think I think what they've also done is on the defensive on the defensive side is they've got two very good position coaches. I think Torian Gray and I think Jim Tom Sula are going to be huge for them because those are the two areas that they struggled the most. Their defensive line was awful last year, and their secondary should have been better, but you could tell there just wasn't a lot of chemistry there. And I think they're going to get back to the basics in regards to their technique all those different types of things, you'll see a better defense. And if they're a halfway decent defense with that offense, I think you got an 11-win team. I think they have a chance to win the division. Bang. Bang. But, I mean, I'm a homer, so, I mean, you know, you take yeah, who's your you favorite? I don't, I don't advocate that, that, <laughs> he's be, that he be gone. That's not why I did my plea the first. Sure, sure, my plea sure. the first is that he's our quarterback this year. I just don't think a deal's ultimately going to get done. It's a very real possibility, obviously. I think your point of view that we haven't discussed that often. I think you're if you, if if there's enough trust that exists in the room that I cannot comment on and wouldn't pretend to know anything about, but um, you could see a a deal that kind of doesn't get signed until the end of next season. So basically, if he goes into this season on on the franchise tag, no one can talk to him until the beginning of uh, next free agency. Um, the thought is he's getting twenty four million dollars. Um, they're, they, again, if sides trust each other, you could see a situation where they say, hey, listen, you make it through this season, we do this, we do that. You know, this is what we're willing to give you. 
No one trusts each other like that. I know. I know, but that is... The other thing is, with the, as you guys know, I do believe and have always believed that they were going to put a tag on him again next season. Um, and if he does not sign his tag, that situation becomes insanely likely because that'll be the manner in which they control his destiny and get something back for him. They slap the tag on him. Now you're able to move him for something. Uh, someone's going to have to pay for Kirk Cousins if they want him next year. That's just it. He's going to get paid. They're going to have to pay us. We're going to get gonna paid. Get and he's going to get paid. Well, man. I'll tell you what. Let's let's transition. Uh, because So next week we're coming in hot because it's, it's our last show before the Kirk Cousins deadline. Um, it is the culmination of really everything we've done here on After the Whistle and Off Season on the Brink. Um, even when we've avoided the conversation, that was notable. Um, and this is true. There's something that's Tiger about Woods, to happen, y'all. and th- you know we're gonna we're gonna kick it all to, to next week. How about that? Because there's just it's a loaded gun. Um, you, let's, just, you just punted. Yeah. We once said that and thought about that about a certain guy that was just here not too long ago. Who's that? Uh, Robert. Our boy, yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, again, there's no. They're not Would you be able to play for a guy? Let's just say it's Snyder. Let's just say he's the he's the one guy that doesn't believe in him. Would Would you be able to play for a guy that doesn't believe in you? Was he getting paid by him? I um, mean, I'm just saying, is he still stroking the check? He doesn't have to be. He doesn't have to be. Did you just fair catch that punt with no time left and are attempting a, a kick? What are you talking about? It's one of the greatest plays in sports. I love it. No, not no chance. I would I would want to play for a guy that didn't believe in me, but. That's not been determined yet. Yeah. He didn't, maybe at one point, but time time changes. Time heals all wounds, and so does eight bazillion dollars. And and with a perfect setup at left tackle with weapons everywhere and a rising upcoming athletic young defense. He wants to win. Ultimately he wants to win. And his pettiness has cost him twenty years. I think he's going to start figuring out that that's a major impediment to his ability to win championships as an owner. Um, it's a hell of a lesson to learn at our expense, uh, but I do think he is learning it somewhat slowly. I'm not saying he's turning into an angel. Or I think he's been disrespected at every level of, co- of football that he has played. Because I'm talking about Dan Snyder. I'm, I'm talking about Kirk. Yeah. I think he has been disrespected at every level that he has played football, and he has proven himself over and over and over again. And at now when he's making millions and millions of dollars, and he has an opportunity to go somewhere where he's actually appreciated and 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 he's appreciated wanted. here. He's appreciated. He's here. not. He owns. If this he place. is, he'd have, he'd have been signed. We gave him forty five million to play sixteen games as of today. Well, yeah. well here, I, here's 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 what <laughs> I think. Here's what bad. I think. The big thing about it is, Kirk still hasn't won a big game. I think that's that's what it comes down to Kirk. is the fact that. Last year, he won a, a moniker we game, had a, a game that, that Yo, he, he a, a game that you can you can well, kind of force your belt. He won like, four straight to win the division. Which one of those wasn't big? No, but what Come I'm on, saying guys. is, what I'm saying we is, all went nuts on that. But what stretch. happened when we Wait played the second. Packers? When we played the Packers in that playoff game, we oh, didn't that, play well. Kirk was did not when play we well. Played Carolina. And Kirk, would, Kirk we, was not the difference in that game. We don't. And every time we get on, when we get on national TV, we don't play well. Last year, the last game of the season, when it's a win and get in. He did not play well. And I think that's a lot of going into the mentality of some of the guys in the organization is like, hey, we're going to pay this guy $28, 29000000 million, and where is he in the big games? Where well, is he in the big games? He won four game? straight to win the NFC East, and I thought that was pretty tremendous. And he was on fire. And every one of those games was an elimination game for right. us. 
But then so the eliminate game. He has done that. The, the ultimate But it's what have you done game. for me lately, and everyone remembers right. the Giants interception. I get it. Everybody remembers but the Packers game. Ten fourth lost. quarter drives that either tied or put us ahead on the last drive of the game right. in, his, in his minor amount of starts. I like that exists. I like everyone can, everyone He needs a signature game. Everyone looks at it from a different angle. He needs a signature game. You like that game. What's more signature than that comeback? He needs. You like that game with a tag, with a moniker, and a T-shirt. That was his. That's a definition of signature. That was his signature game. He's done all this. Everyone just, there's just, he's underwhelmed. And I'm not saying he's the next coming. I'd take Aaron Rodgers over him in a hundred billion years. I get it. This is how he got, this is how they have to get paid, these guys that do those things. And everyone else is doing it. And we, we haven't done it in 20 years for the right guy. It's his but, team. But Kevin, what would you say is his, his I mean, room. what's that one game that stands out to you and say, damn, that's that guy, that's our guy? To come like, from behind, you like that game when he slapped fives with his dad who was fighting cancer and then yelled at every DC media person in the universe. And next thing you know, Tampa? there's a whole. The yeah, Tampa. The second Tampa half game? come Tampa from Bay. behind. We were, it, was the, it was the biggest comeback in the history of the Washington Redskins football organization. I mean, I don't know how you can have a better win as a QB that went bonkers in the second half, dapped his dad suffering from but when cancer was up, okay, gave him okay. the game ball with his brother. When was that game in the everyone, season? Yells at Tariq El Bashir like a son of a bitch. And next when was that game in the season? Everyone knows what that. When was it? He won four elimination games to when win us the title. The last four games the of the year. He did that too, is what I'm saying. Let's not I, I forget know. these facts and only talk about the interceptions at the end of the games. What, That's my only point. What, what I think Kevin is saying, McClinton, and what I agree with is that if he had a playoff win, right. a signature playoff win, right. a signature win last year against the Giants to win to get into the playoffs, that was a great game. It was a great game. It was during a great stretch. But that's what I would. I think that's, that's what I'm talking what about. I'm and talking and about. the point of that of making that is that that muddies the waters of the argument of whether this is a clean, clear, you know. Obviously, we can all say it should have been done two years ago, but well, I think that's that that's a, something that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's what I was saying. Uh, if, of course, if he were. beats the Packers. Two years ago, we're not having this well, conversation. Hold on. The Packers outclassed the hell out of us. We no, were not wait, ready wait, for that wait, game. Wait, 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 wait. The yeah, Carolina Panthers we jumped on them early. We jumped on. If you remember that game, we jumped on. That early. team had our defense, and that other team had Aaron Rodgers. No, we, I understand. We, we were that. not in contention to win a home game. We jumped on game. them early. We jumped on them early. What I'm saying is that if we win that game, or if we win the Giants game last year, the la- the elimination game, we win that game, we're probably not having this conversation. We're probably sitting up here, maybe, and but we're talking about the fact that we signed our defense is absolutely awful. If T. Strachan's Dematha teams had Ireton's defense, and everyone blamed T. for why they didn't win the title, <laughs> then we'd be having the same damn conversation. <laughs> Much people are going, what? <laughs> Ireton plays football. I think they got the. I think that's what's hurting. I think that's what's hurting Kirk. I, I really do. I like Kirk. He's. I mean, he's a. I mean, he's a. His, his stats are phenomenal. Um, you know, four thousand nine hundred yards, whatever he threw for last year. The year before, forty four hundred, whatever it was. He's put up numbers. You know, but the thing about it is the fact that we have not won a playoff game with him as a starting quarterback. Is that fair? Probably not. Our defense is awful, but that's what he's going to be based on. That's what it's going to be based on. I agree. With that. I understand that's the position, what he's going to be and I agree with that. And I agree with both of you saying is. that. I just also know that we're also realists, and we all here know that defense was not equipped to be a playoff-winning defense ever. No, it wasn't. And, I, and I, again, I'm not advocating for not making the deal. I think uh, it would be the best for the franchise. It would obviously be the best for Kirk's you know, current and near future uh, career. Um, it, it, you know, I've, I took me the longest to come around and saying, yes, he needs to be signed. I, I did want to see more last year before he was signed before last season. I, I admit that. 
looking back on it now, yeah, they should have gotten it done. Why it didn't get done, there's obviously a reason. And I think that reason plays a huge factor in why it's not being done now on Kirk's side of the, the ledger. Oh, no. No, no, no. Yes, I think it does. The Redskins have never off, have never been at market on him. They've, they're all, and, and we don't know that they'll get there by the deadline. They've never, they've been always four or five million dollars behind the market. But and they if, even if, turned if down everybody a deal knows the, from Kirk if everybody Cousins. knows the number or roughly the number that it takes to get it done. Every everybody's been talking about it exactly. forever. Everybody knows. Everyone knows it except why Bruce hasn't Allen. the Redskins offered it? Why haven't they offered it? Why? Idiots. Why? <laughs> Obviously, somebody doesn't believe in it. Somebody. No, because somebody thinks 24, because it's probably more than 24, and they're in the office saying, well, shit, if we just pay him 24 this year, then we can pay him more next year. If he's worth more than $24 million, which the market says that he is, then there's a, a huge part of you that says, I'd rather pay him 24 this year, wear the injury risk, see what happens, and then pay him market next year. Basically, you, you're, they're pushing this decision on whether to pay a market or not on a year-to-year basis. There's got to be someone in the building who understands that the quarterback market only goes up, but so does the salary cap. And the salary cap can always fit a franchise quarterback. So, to me, they've gotten a good deal on a high-level quarterback so of last season. you see this as a good business decision. No, no, I'm saying it because is the a risk business is on decision. I, I've been very clear over the last two years that this deal should have been done Five years, $90 million with 45 guaranteed that I was pushing in 2015 that everyone thought was crazy that we all know. I think we know that Kirk would have signed that deal because those reports have been out there, and I believe them. The Redskins were never anywhere close to $18 million a season. They were 12 at that point, and they only got and, to 16 when the market right. was 24. Right. But the converse was next year, his agent would be pushing for an extension or a holdout. And yeah. blah, blah, blah. It's six of one, half dozen of another at the end of it. That contract wasn't going to last. I think the Redskins feel they can win with Colt or Nate at the as a starter. That's what they've been pushing. And, I, and, and the reason why I say that is because I saw a report today, and they were talking about the 10 best offensive schemes in the NFL. And the Redskins' vertical passing game was one of the top schemes in the NFL. They had the Patriots, and they had um, – you know, the Steelers and their, and their outside and inside zone and that type of thing. But the Redskins' passing game, their, their vertical passing game that goes along with their West Coast offense, they said was one of the best. And that's because of Jay Gruden. And that's because of his offensive his, his system. And I really believe that the Skins feel like if they put Colt McCoy back there, they can win. Yep. I think they feel if they put Nate Sudfield in due time, they can win. So they don't want to wrap – they don't want to put – $28 million a year or $80 million signing bonus or whatever to someone that they feel they can win, they can win with another quarterback. So I honestly believe that's what they're thinking. Hold about on. They feel but they there's can. a window. 2021, our cornerstones are all locked up till there. That's right. And, and, that, and that's, the, that's the time frame we're on. So here's, here's the, 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 prop, the business proposition that I'm laying out for UT, and that is that the tags are driving the guaranteed portions of the contracts. And in the NFL, the only thing that matters is the guaranteed portion. So when you're talking about what we're tagging them, that's never been driver necessarily in an annual per year contract value. It's always been in terms of um, what it, it translates into in, in terms of a, of a guaranteed portion of a contract. So um, when you think about the Redskins are guaranteeing them $24 million for next year, if they were to tag them again, it would be $34 million. Given that the market is currently saying that Kirk Cousins is worth more than $24 million right now, 
you would pay him the $24 million in 2017 that when you go to the tag and you go, I mean, we, there's no contract that you would ever offer him that would be less than $34 million guaranteed. I mean, it's going to be twice that. But at the end of the day, you, you can draw, you know, instead of having to pay him $34 million next year on a third tag, you sign him, give, give him the guaranteed money that he's got coming, re, irregardless of um, We're whether, give whatever the headline the is. Other. He's going to give him one way or the other. Um, so you give him the market value on an annual next year, and it's going to be somewhere around 25. So you're basically going to be saving $9 million, you know, 7 to $9 million on next year's salary cap by applying the $34 million tag and getting the long-term deal done based on that guaranteed value because that's all that matters. So the tag could be $60 million. It doesn't matter. They're, they're going to pay him annually what the market is annual, but the $60 million, that just says, here's what the agent is going to say. We don't get this deal done for less than this. And it's going to be somewhere probably around 60 or $65 million minimum for them to lock him up. With another 16 games injury-free. With another 16 games, with the injury risk, all on Kirk's shoulders. Um, so sorry, Charles, but they're tagging him a third time. That's the elephant in the room is injury. Yeah, yeah, but you know, you know that's, it, the, that's the one that he's got everything screaming at him, doesn't it? Yeah, that's the one that. What's you screaming at him? Do. He's got 45 million dollars for two two years' work. Exactly. I I, I don't. Oh, I, but lo- love of football, and he loves it. Exactly. Yeah, I, I think, I think that I'm I'm kind of just yeah. invoking a little bit of that. This is an emotional game. I played this game emotionally. I didn't play at this level, but it's still an emotional game. I think that there's a lot of this is that just Kirk's sick of not being completely appreciated. You think you need to hug? No. No, I know what you think. I'm not not talking trash. Here's what I think. He sees Tom Brady with Robert Kraft. They have this amazing relationship. They're going to be business partners for eternity. Their wives get along. He does not fashion himself on the podium with the Super Bowl like in a warm embrace with Danny Boy Snyder. (laughs) Holding the trophy together. I get that part of it. We start the appreciation the tour. The appreciation tour starts now. It goes through the 2017 season. This guy's about to get appreciated. If he does what we think he's going to do. He's made 45. He, he's going to take over this he's town. He's a Christian John guy who does not think football is something him. that he's going to play for the rest of his life, and he has more planned. I mean, he's got $44 million. If he goes a third straight Plus season winning, he will mil. own this city for a long, long time. Three straight winning seasons if he throws a 10 and 6 11 and 5 i i, I win, do they gotta win a playoff game they yeah. do they, they do have to win a playoff they game. kirk cousins does wear a little bit of that record but at the end of the day kirk cousins is the reason why we're getting to the playoffs in the first place and if we got there with a the d that could rock and roll and he lost a playoff game it's a home yeah he hasn't lost anything he has not well, i mean he had again yeah, there's yeah, been a few yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Dallas yeah. early in the season and the giants yeah. late in the season yeah yeah. Um, Giants was not a great day by Kirk, and I knew it was going to come to this in the summertime. Dude, Aaron Rodgers kicked our ass. and There's other two. I blame yeah. Kirk for that, but there's other two. I mean, when Kirk ran in from 30 out on that little keep, and then Matt Stafford comes in and knife slices in three passes and wins the game. Anquan. Anquan Bolden. Anquan. Uh, it was like, really? That was like, it was like pound ball, man. That was ridiculous. There was no chance. We were dropping linemen in the pass coverage on multiple plays. It's like, seriously, that's Matt Stafford. He's got a howitzer. There's not a lineman that can get in the line of fire. No. You might as well play with 10. We make that field goal kick against uh, the Bengals. We, we're going to we're in the playoffs, mm. aren't we? Oh, yes. Are we in the playoffs with that? Yeah. Yeah. And we don't have to listen to Ken's ties make good teams nice and so that's just teams it. I, I, friendlier. Ties help everyone, good teams. Look, and they make hurt neighbors bad teams. neighborly. 
Kirk is a huge reason why they've been in the playoffs or on the brink of the playoffs the last two seasons. Yeah. A better defense solidifies you probably as a playoff team, not just a, a possible contender, but a playoff team. It's once you get into the playoffs, he needs that. He needs that moment. He's so accurate, I trust him. If I'm not saying point, he has to win a Super Bowl. Accurate he guy. needs that moment for him, it. for everyone to say, okay, the, all right, that makes Don't sense. Don't you think he's got it in him? You, personally? I didn't at first. I, I've come a long way. I've come a long way. I think he is a guy that needs to be paid and you because that's the way that it works in this league. The first round playoff game against the poorest passing defense and they got a staunch run and he you don't think he could throw for four hundred and three and then walk off and then all of a sudden it's all over for eternity. Appreciation yes. tour. He, he has the ability, yes. But he let just, me let me ask you that now, you both play quarterback. You both play quarterback and you guys know <clears throat> you guys know the responsibility that comes with that position. Okay, you know that. You know the responsibility that comes. Whether or not your defense is good or your defense is bad, you have no running game, whatever the case may be, at the end of the day, that responsibility of that team winning falls on you as a quarterback. Yes, it does. You at know every what level. I mean? that's, at that's, every whether, level, that's the way it is. You get you too much credit playing. for the good wins, and you get not enough. You get right. too much blame for the bad right. losses. And it's that's what, what it, it comes is. down to. I mean, point blank, that's what it is on Kirk. Now, is it, is it fair? Does it suck? Yeah. But that's the, that's the position you wanted to play. No, that's what it is. That's what it is. That's, that's why they get that's paid how, the big that, bucks. That's, right? why, <laughs> that's why we're talking about $28, 29000000 million a year. When we, whenever we debate who's the greatest of all time, ultimately, who win, who, the, the greatest usually has more titles. Chips. Right. See, I hate that. I hate Chips. it. Dan but, Marino. But they do. Dan Marino Dan might Marino. be the greatest he's, of all time. He's, in my, opinion, one of the he's in my opinion, we, one we of the gotta, best. We gotta, we gotta, yeah, right. But arguably... But yes. I, I'm not going to say he's Titles less are better big, than some other quarterback because of the titles, because of their teammates. There's 20. Roger Stallback is not Roger Stallback without titles. Uh, Joe Montana is not Joe Montana without titles. I, 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 See, you I, don't I, get Terry a chance. I, I despise this argument. You don't Terry get a Bradshaw chance. stunk and won a million titles. He won four. No one, ta- no one talks about him ever. You don't get a chance to judge Kirk Cousins' career as a Redskin Great uh, based on titles unless Great you winner. keep him around. Well, hold on. Look at the flip side. Joe Namath's stats were awful. I know it's bullshit. And he's Dan well, Marino outclasses Joe Namath as a pro times a but, million. But Joe Namath, yeah, exactly. Nobody's got one more title. He's better. In right? New York, what do we see? In I, New what York, what do we see? And what I know you love Joe Dan Namath Marino. walking off with that finger. He's pointing that finger oh, at the end. He's like, you can Cole, see him going out. Yeah, there Susie you go. Susie Colbert, but they love, shotgun. but they love him. Colbert, he's got a chip. How do you say Susie? Susie. I, I, I just want to kiss you. I, I, I do love Dan Marino. I do love Dan Marino, but I can't argue against somebody who says Joe Montana. Of course. I can't. I can say my in my opinion. I'm not going to argue. Well, I'm a Favre guy. All I'm not going to go to the mat and say no. Joe Montana was un- unbelievable. If you put Dan Marino in Bill Walsh's offense, oh my god, he couldn't have. What do you mean he couldn't? Have? He, seriously, with that, with that if Dan power? Marino was was okay, if you switch Dan Marino and and, and uh, Joe Montana, Dan Marino is without a doubt, hands down, the best quarterback that's ever lived. And people probably don't even know who Joe Montana really is. Ridiculous conversation. Um, they're both great quarterbacks. None of them are Brett Favre, but that's for a different show. Beat it. Um, I just want to. I just want to say how uh, fun it was to have Kevin in here tonight yes, from sir. from Thank the hot box. Much. Listen to the hot box. McClinton, Talk. Kevin McClinton. Thank Sorry, yeah. with us tonight. <laughs> both Kevin. Let's just make yes. sure people understand that. They that call fun. him Juice. Yeah, they do. We like to call him Juice. Um, <laughs> I like to call him Kev. Yeah, Kev. Kevin. Um, Darren can tell him. Actually, can you, you call him something that he doesn't really appreciate? 
What do I call him? That he doesn't appreciate. Lavar. Oh yeah, Lavar. Yeah. Because well, if you when he has his mustache and a ball cap, he looks that's like Lavar Ball, and he's beefing exactly right now. Why I shaved it? Why are you beefing with Embiid right now? You're beefing with Embiid still. Come nah, on, nah, Come on. nah. I got love for Embiid. All right, you just gotta just stay healthy. Sure. All right. Well, for Kevin and Tim, this was the uh, post July Fourth pre Kirk Cousins Eve episode of Off Season on the Brink. And with a reminder out there that this town's not called Timsington. This town's called Kensington. And it's the home of the Audible. That was awful.